Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome back to the waiting room. I pray that you rested well and that you're feeling a sense of urgency to get to know Father's Word today. We're going to continue on in our study about the end times, and uh, today we're going to go through the Millennial Kingdom, the Antichrist, the Day of Judgment, and then preparing for the end times. Yeah, there's still quite a bit to go through here. So we might break this down also into another couple. Because, you know, I don't like to keep y'all too long. So let's see how fast I can get through this. God bless you guys. Thank you for coming back. I pray that this edifies you in some way. I'm feeling kind of... I'm, I'm in a lot of pain today, so I'm not feeling 100%. But I want to continuing this study for you guys and with you guys so here we go the millennial kingdom revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 6 then i saw an angel coming down from heaven holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and the great chain and he seized the dragon that ancient serpent who was the devil and satan and bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he may so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and seated on them were those whom the authority to judge was committed. Also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. And, beloved, that's supposed to happen after Armageddon. So let's talk about the Antichrist. The Antichrist, a lot of people aren't even paying attention. There's some there's some serious players, if you're trying to guess who it might be. There's some serious players out there right now. <laughs> uh, there's a few. But, you know, you have to remember the Bible talks about many Antichrists. There's been a couple, and then there's going to be this next one. Um, they're really prepping the world. They're really prepping the world for this new world order written about in the Bible. And if you guys don't know it was written in the Bible, it was written in the Bible that there will be a one world monetary system, money. They're going to mark us. You're going to lose your head if you refuse and, and say Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. This is all written. And this is all the stuff that your pastor is not talking to you about. He's not telling you to build your faith so strong that it can't be shaken. He's not telling you to trust in the almighty God to do everything for you. Not him, not his church, not, not whoever, whatever church you go to. If they're not preaching to you about repentance and the kingdom of God, then I suggest you leave. If you go to a church that's partaking in pagan holidays then they're the apostasia church spoken about in revelation 
collectively there's a bunch of churches out there that call themselves church right having a form of godliness but denying its power they're over there celebrating halloween and christmas and valentine's day and everything they can celebrate that has nothing to do with our god christmas just because christ is in the name it has nothing to do with jesus christ our lord and savior he was not born in the winter we don't deck trees full of balls for him that's for pagan traditions. That's for celebra- celebrating uh, fertility, right? That's Moloch. That's Nimrod. That's all these other pagan people. We've been deceived from the very start. And until you really want to know the truth, and until you can get past that anger of being lied to your entire life, you're not going to want to know. It is easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. Beloved, come out of the world. This world is a lie. This world is a lie. Get in the word because these things are happening. His world will not his word will not come back to him void. He promises that. So who is the antichrist? Who's the final one that we're looking for? The final one to come up on this scene, let me get a drink of coffee here. He's going to be the one that says, peace and safety. Look, peace and safety. I'm going to save you all. I've I've got you. The world is in chaos. I'm here to save you. You know, and this third temple that is going to go up over in Jerusalem, that's where he's going to sit. And... They shouldn't be building another temple, but they're going to. They want to bring back sacrifices, slapping the sacrifice Jesus did right in the face, right? But the Jews don't believe in our Lord and Savior, and that's what tribulation is all about. They don't have a clue. They think that they're waiting for Messiah, and it's really sad. I have Jewish friends. It's sad the way they... It's sad how they don't call on the name of Jesus, the only name that saves, the only name to call on, the name above all names. They don't know him. And so he's going to tell some people, depart from me, I never knew you. And this Antichrist is going to come on the scene and he's going to, for a little while, seem to fix things. And then a little while after that, he's going to demand that y'all worship him as God and take his mark. And I don't know if y'all have noticed or been paying attention, but we're headed there. Elon Musk is trying to push for this brain um, chip. That's to convince you guys that science and AI can do for you what God can't do for you here. We're not promised youth here. We're not promised riches here. We're not promised anything but picking up our cross and we're going to bear a whole lot of stuff in the name of Jesus Christ. Let go of your pride. Let go of your ego. This is not about you. We are here to find out the truth about what our God did for us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, His Son that has always been with Him. He didn't need a woman to create His Son. He's God. Wrap your head around that. God is everything, every power, all-knowing, omnipresence, everything. And he created for himself a companion being his son, who has always been with him. 
He came in the flesh. God came down in the form of a man to atone for our sins, to walk that upward walk, to do what we cannot do, that we just might have faith in what he did for us. And if you don't believe it, it's on purpose. The powers that rule this world, they want to make sure that you don't believe. They want you to mock Jesus Christ. They want you to because you're going to be punished for it. They want to make sure you don't believe. They want you to fall for the space lies, right? Because you have to fall for that alien deception in the end times. It's coming. Uh, they've been they've been programming us for that since Reagan said it, right? Oh, the only thing that's going to save us or the only thing that's going to make us come together is if an outside threat right? He's such a good actor. They're all such good actors. Anyways, forgive me, beloved. (laughs) Let's go ahead and read this, the Antichrist, what the scriptures say. Matthew 24, verse 5, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. That's been happening since Jesus Christ was crucified. 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come, unless the rebellion comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself as God. Second Thessalonians uh, verse 2 through 8 And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. Woo, hallelujah. Just listen to that. Whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. Oh, Lord. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard the, that, bleh, sorry, <laughs> and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. And then we're going to read a pretty long one from Revelation. And remember, this is all regarding the Antichrist. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads. A lot of people think that's ten um, kings on seven continents or something like that. With ten diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for forty-two months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling. That is, those who dwell in heaven. I think 42 months, that's three and a half years, right? Because there's everything in the Bible, and I didn't know this until very recently, everything has a time attached to it. 
a time, a season, a period. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. The Day of Judgment. We're going to read through some scriptures that talk about the Day of Judgment now. Old Testament. So Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, plowshares, excuse me, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Matthew 16, verse 27. For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Now that doesn't mean that your good works are going to receive rewards. Don't take that out of context. If you don't understand what he means when he says that we're all going to be paid back for what we've done, um, yeah, don't. you don't want to go out and try to start doing good things all day long and counting them and making them a list, you know. God knows our hearts. Matthew 24 verse 37. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And remember, what was going on in the days of Noah, beloved? They were eating and drinking, mocking God, scoffing at Noah. Um, But also in the days of Noah were the giants. The giants were demanding to be called gods and worshipped as gods, and they were eating humans. They were demanding sacrifices. Um, Also, what was going on in those days, I believe, was uh, the Marine Kingdom established itself and was very haughty and very advanced, right? Because they got the technology from the fallen. The marine kingdom I'm speaking of is Atlantis. I don't think that's the name of it in the Bible. I think it's called Tyre because in the Bible, it talks about something being so advanced and and haughty and prideful that God drowns it never to be seen again. It's sunken. So that's just... And, and I'm, I'm not saying that thus saith the Lord. I'm not saying that that's what God told me. I'm saying that I've been led by Holy Spirit to believe these things. And I may be incorrect, but I'm still studying to try to uh, figure it out. But it makes sense to me if all these things existed at one time, right? Before the flood, when Noah... Because Noah was building the ark for three generations, I think it was. I, yeah, I believe it was three generations. So... <clears throat> During that time, many, many things were happening. So you had the marine kingdom, you had the Egyptian pagan gods, you had everything that that history talks about, right? Those things all coincided at the same time. It wasn't 10,000 years ago, 15,000 years ago, 30,000 years ago. It was all during the times before the flood. That's when it was. That's what I believe. Okay, so Luke 21 verses 34 through 36. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. 
again, I don't like this version I'm reading. I think it might be the new version, NIV. I don't like these versions. I like the King James version, and I will do a study on why, because I've had a lot of people, oh, why is that version the best, you know? Well, it's because the person that King James was, he cared so much about the scripture. He had monks, I think it was 80 monks, um, transcribing the Bible verbatim, right? And all these translations, what they do is they change words, right? Or take words out and add words somewhere else, changing the entire context of scripture. So that's why it's important to know scripture. And you always refer back to original language. Always. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Acts 17, 30 and 31. The times of ignorance God overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Amen. 1 Corinthians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 5. Therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. Commendation, excuse me. I didn't want to say that wrong. 2 Peter 3, verses 3 through 7. Knowing this first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlook this fact, that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water, and through water by the word of God, and that by means of these the world then existed, was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word of the heavens, but by the same word the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. I don't want to be here for that. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 10-13 through 13. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening to the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Revelation Chapter 11, verse 18. The nations raged, but your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged, and the rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Yeah. So what you need to understand also, beloved, about the book of Revelation, um, it's three parts, because... Uh, the angel of the Lord, which would be God, right? Telling John, write these things down, what you have seen, what will, what you will see, 
what you see now and what you will see. So John's writing about things that have happened, things that are going, that are happening now and things that are going to happen. It's really important to understand how to read your Bible. I really suggest you, um, go to Kanoya house on YouTube and follow Chuck Missler's videos. Alrighty. Then Revelation 19 verses 11 through 16. Then I saw, then I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse, the one sitting on it called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire and on his head are many diadems and he has the name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood and the name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with two, um, excuse me, sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with the rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has the name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Revelation 22, verse 12. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. And then, you know what? That's going to be the end of it today. I think we'll continue tomorrow with preparing for the end times. We'll go through preparing for the end times, what scriptures have, promises of deliverance, and then we'll just continue to talk. I don't like to keep you guys on here more than 20 minutes, so this is already past that. I love you guys. I really appreciate you guys coming and returning with me all the time and learning with me. It's it's a process. I'm a forever student, always learning, every day. I treat everybody around me like a teacher. I have something to learn from everybody. And uh, speaking to the body, don't be discouraged when you're trying to share things about the truth. Um, I, <laughs> I watched something with, uh, I watched something with my, uh, boyfriend last night. I don't like saying that word boyfriend, but you know, I watched something with him last night about the flat earth and I mean, he mocked and scoffed through the whole thing. I have clear understanding of the way the, the world is here because I read the Bible, Right. So my understanding is biblical. What God says about the foundations and how we're surrounded by walls of ice, all of that makes absolute sense to this world because, you know, they have the treaty that we can't go to Antarctica. Um, I don't believe that (laughs) the shuttle goes sideways to go into orbit. I believe it goes out to Bermuda Triangle (laughs) or goes to land somewhere we can't see. I believe that there are so many lies that have been told that it's ridiculous to try to get through them. And people are so programmed and indoctrinated that they literally get mad when you challenge their knowledge, right? When you tell them everything you believe is a lie, they get mad. I know it because I did too. I got mad. No way. I'm not that stupid, right? It's not about being stupid. It's about what's been pushed on us ever since we could open our eyes and understand anything 
So don't be discouraged, beloved. Plant those seeds. Mockers and scoffers will come. Love them anyway. God bless you guys. Until next time.